You're listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, the show for budding entrepreneurs who want to understand the how and the why of social media marketing. I'm your host, Andrea Jones. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Savvy Social Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Meg Brunson all about Facebook ads, so you'll want to take notes because every part of this interview is so powerful. Now, for those of you who don't know Meg, I'm going to read her bio here. Meg Brunson is not your typical marketing expert. She was a serial entrepreneur trying to provide a better life for her family with no formal business training to rely on. After immersing herself into learning everything she possibly could about Facebook marketing, she not only became a sought-out expert in her niche, but was also sought out by Facebook themselves. While employed at Facebook, she expanded her knowledge and experiences while maintaining her ability to simplify material so that bootstrap businesses could promote like pros. The desire to be more present with her family, including four young daughters, influenced her decision to leave Facebook and return home to a life of entrepreneurship, where she currently leverages her insider secrets to help small businesses turn their Facebook pages into profits through ad management and mentorship. Listen in as we talk about how to get started on Facebook ads, when to boost a post, the power of video view ads, and so much more. This is really juicy, you guys. Definitely check out those show notes because there's just so much there, so many good quotes, and I type them all out for you because they're amazing. Now, before we dive into the uh, interview, just a quick reminder that the uh, Savvy Social School is open for business July 30th. So we are about to launch. We are so close. Make sure you sign up for the waitlist so that you get the lowest price that ever will happen for the Savvy Social School. You're becoming a founding member. And by being a founding member, you also get the ability to dictate what content I create next. So while there are courses in there already, I want to make the courses that you need. I want to teach you exactly what you need to be awesome on social media. So sign up and then we'll have a chat about what you need and then I'll make it for you. You can sign up by going to SavvySocialSchool.com and again, we're launching July 30th. All right, let's dive right into this interview. Hi, Meg. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm super excited too because um, I read this in the intro before this and I've never talked to someone who worked with Facebook before. Um, So let's go back and start from the beginning there. Um, How did you get your job at Facebook? What was that process like? Gosh, it's such a crazy story. Um, So I... I walked into the interview and it's funny, the first thing, you know, the first person that looked at my application told me basically um, that I wasn't qualified for the job because I didn't have a marketing degree and I didn't come from like a marketing background, a traditional marketing background. So I've Mm -hmm. never worked for like a business that I drove to and punched my little time card as a marketing person. Right. I went to school for criminal justice. Um, I hopped around a little bit trying to find my my place. And after a uh, brush with death during my third pregnancy, I told my husband, I'm done working. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to figure this stuff out. And that's 
that's what I did. And that's where I got my marketing experience mm-hmm. uh, was just figuring things out and trying to build my own empire and make things work. And in that process, I was a part of a franchise and was leveraging Facebook ads to grow my business because they were affordable and everybody was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I got really good at it. So people started coming to me within that franchise. And I kind of became the Facebook person mm-hmm. for, you know, in my circle. So my experience was untraditional, but I kind of stood my ground to the initial person, you know, respectfully and said, I actually do have a lot of experience. I'm very well versed in Facebook marketing. And, you know, I, and here's where it is. You know, I pointed it out on, on the application and she kind of was like, all right, I mean, we'll, they're gonna, you know, we'll, we'll push it through if, if you're, if you're confident. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, long story short, I went through the process. Of course, they asked a lot of questions about, um, I'm trying to think now back to like the actual questions, but they asked, you know, stuff, general marketing questions. Like if these, with these three things, which one's the most important? How would you tackle this kind of a problem? I mean, they were real, you know, situational questions that they wanted me to tell them how I would, how I would approach things. Um, And they hired me, which was so exciting. And that was my step back into traditional employment from this entrepreneurial venture. Okay. So just to rewind for a sec, when you were in, when you, when you were an entrepreneur and then you saw this opportunity at Facebook, was it like a job posting or were you actively looking for jobs at Facebook? Like how did you discover that opportunity? That's a good question. (laughs) I'm making (laughs) you think today. (laughs) Making me think back. So I I definitely discovered it online. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I, I honestly don't remember how I, like how I stumbled across it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wish I had. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm always curious because I feel like if I were Facebook, I would use Facebook ads to get new hirees. Maybe that's a little cheesy, but I thought that would be kind of cool, but that's okay. And they do sometimes, I do sometimes see ads that are mm-hmm. promoting like careers and, and different departments. Um, and it, it was weird. It was, I was only half looking for a job because. I had really left traditional employment because I wanted to be more present for my kids Mm -hmm. and my husband was working full time and we were okay. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, do I really want to go back to that life? Right. Um, But who could turn, I mean, you can't turn down a job at Facebook. I just don't know anybody that would be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. 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 So I, (laughs) I thought for sure that that would be, you know, and gosh, I don't want to make it, make it seem like it wasn't the coolest job ever because it, it definitely was the coolest job I've ever um, held. But it didn't change that like burning desire for me to want to be home with my kids and be a present mom. And, you know, I thought that part of what I was going through was a reaction to my my health scare and that it would be something I could get over. Mm-hmm. But I've since realized it's not something I'm ever going to get over. That's mm-hmm. just how it is now that I'm, I'm not cracked up for punching a clock and working 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And so when you were with Facebook, was it, it was like you had to go in to work or was it work from home? No, you go in. It's, it's traditional in that sense. It's 40 hours, punching the clock, punching out for lunch. Um, 
there's definitely some cool benefits and perks, you know, employee benefits and things like that. And it's a fun environment. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I'm a late in life turned nerd. Mm -hmm. So like I did not grow up like a comic book nerd and things like that. I married into that life. (laughs) But now, you know, we're into Marvel and superheroes and things like that. And that stuff was very rampant at at Facebook. So going in, like there were like those little pop, what are they called? Those little figurines. Why am I totally blanking? Do you know what I mean? Like the little pop figures? Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but I also cannot think of the name right now. (laughs) Don't you hate that? That's okay. Um, but there'd be like stacks of them and people had like really like cool and nerdy and geeky things. And I don't know. I love that, that stuff. So it was a really fun environment. You know, when, when we'd get all of our work done, um, people would form like there'd be, there were foosball tables. There was like a chalkboard wall. Um, so there was this little element of, of play and just fun, you know, everywhere you turned. But at the same time, you got to, you know get your job done, put your metrics in, get your metrics in, meet your, (laughs) meet those expectations. Right. And what did it for me? um, I've got four kids. So my kids have doctor appointments and school plays and field trips. And I just couldn't, I didn't have enough time off to do all the things I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the ultimate game changer for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) that as cool as the, the job was. It, it wasn't long-term for me. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the transition from, you know, you had your business before, but then you went to Facebook and now you're going, I assume, back to the same business, so to speak. Um, tell me, like, what was that transition like? I actually didn't go back to the same exact thing. Okay. So um, what, when I was still working at Facebook, I had taken on a couple friends, a couple clients, but they were, you know, people that I knew pretty well. That was actually not at all frowned upon by Facebook. I almost, I worried at first that it might be like a conflict of interest or something. Um, But it was actually kind of encouraged because that meant more people spending on the platform. That's their goal really is to keep people spending on the platform. And the best way to ensure that you're going to spend more money on the platform is for you to get what you want out of your ads. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a really easy sell, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I had started um, by helping some of my friends and things like that with my newly found insider knowledge. And I knew I knew that when I left, I'd be able to monetize what I had been doing there. So in addition to working with small businesses, solopreneurs, I was also working with agencies. Mm-hmm. And I had some agencies, some agencies that were amazing. But I had some agencies that I was in contact with who were just not so amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, they were running things in violation of basic terms and conditions. You know, they weren't leveraging things like the Facebook pixel for their users, which was, which is like so essential for Facebook marketing. And there's agencies out there taking money from clients and then not using pixel. It just blew my mind. And I said to myself, there are so many businesses out there. There are so many business pages and people advertising. And there's, well, there are some good people. There are some bad people out there taking advantage of people. Yeah. And I can do better. 
And, and just for those who are listening, the pixel is a tracking element to the Facebook ads. So if someone lands on your website, you can retarget that person by having that little piece of code on your website. It's pretty basic, <laughs> I think. Um, so it's really surprising that some agencies, well, maybe I shouldn't be so surprised because I feel like the internet is full of people who are a little sleazy and slimy. Um, and it sounds like those agencies fall a little bit into that bracket. Right. And sometimes it's just that people don't know because Facebook does change all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we know that every day. Like there's, it seems that there's something new. But when you're made aware of it, I feel like if you, came, if you called me up and said I was doing something, you know, wrong or not doing something aligned with a new update, I'd be curious to know what it was and how I could improve, you know. I can I do consider myself an expert on the platform, but I don't think that that means that I know everything there is to know. Right, right. So I think that's I'm always learning, um, but there are some people who just don't seem to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. So when I when I left, I said I can I can do this, I can monetize this, and that's kind of the journey that I've been on over the past. Gosh, it's been almost a year and a half now. Oh, uh, wow, okay. Since I left, so it's still. In the early stages, I think, in the grand scheme of things. Um, but that's that's the process I've been on is taking new clients, uh, running ads in an agency type model, as well as coaching and consulting with people to who want to run their own ads and understand mm-hmm. the platform. I love that. I love that. And I want to rewind a little bit to something you just said about um, Facebook and how it's always changing. And I know that firsthand from what I do as well. Um, are there any tips that you can give us for how to stay on top of all of these changes and how everything, like, how do we keep up? So this may seem a little cheesy, but um, Mark Zuckerberg, like he has his own Facebook page and I follow him. And I don't only follow him, but I have him marked as, gosh, I'm missing the, it's like important. Yeah, have, you can you can put it so you can see their posts first. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I thought there was another word, but um, I must just be, you know, <laughs> losing it right now. So I okay. see his posts first. And sometimes they are just like, here's what the dog did today. You know, sometimes they are personal, but he will post updates when there are big changes, when the most recent, you know, big algorithm changes rolled out. He posted it. I saw it first mm-hmm. and was able to, to ingest the information that way. I also signed up. Facebook has a couple different mailing lists kind of internally. Um, Facebook IQ is the one that comes to mind first, and they'll send pre- uh, periodic updates that will, you know, let you know when things are rolling out. There's some back-end links. You know, I just, I try to just check, like, their media resources um, and other. So I can definitely send you some of the links that I check because now I'm like, I'm, I want to look into my bookmarks to, yeah. so I don't miss any of them. But I have them all bookmarked, and I go through periodically and, and check the bookmarks to that see if such. Yeah, that's such a good tip. I I will definitely put those in the show notes um, for those listening. So we've got Mark Zuckerberg's page. I follow his page as well. Um, And then some of the newsletters and and things that we can sign up for to just get updates because you're right. It's like constantly changing. (laughs) And if you haven't taken like I encourage everybody to take the Facebook blueprint courses. Mm -hmm. So I think if that's something that you haven't explored yet, it's worth exploring. There's a ton of them. They keep adding to them and changing them as Facebook changes, but that'll give you like the basic 
introduction to what you need to know for Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as an employee, that was one of the first things we went through. So oh, training wow. <laughs> was like a four-week crazy intensive process. And it included taking all of those Facebook blueprint courses. So that mm-hmm. was one of the first things we had to do before we even got into like the nitty gritties of Facebook ads. Right. Yeah. That makes total sense. I love that. Um, so let's talk about the nitty gritty as businesses and those listening usually are in those first steps of creating their business and launching on Facebook and starting their advertising campaigns. What are the very first things or the very first steps that someone should take before starting an advertising campaign on Facebook? Well, and we mentioned the first thing I already, and that's Pixel. So if you have a website, get that pixel on your website. Even if, let's just say you're you're not planning on running ads right now because, you know, the money's just not there, whatever the case may be. If you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not going to run ads, not for at least, you know, a few months. Get the pixel on there now because it retains data for up to six months. So we're approaching, I mean, it's, we're we're approaching mid-year. We're probably past Mm mid-year. We have to start thinking about Q4. Like Q4 is going to be the most expensive time to advertise on Facebook. That's Mm -hmm. October through December with the holidays coming up. Mm -hmm. If the pixel's not on your website yet, you want it on there now. One, to prepare for Q4 in case you plan on advertising during that time. And two, because you're likely going to get a huge influx of traffic during Q4. And then to have that data after the the rush is over. So number one is getting the pixel on there, understanding the basics of what it can do so that you know how to leverage it. Um, and then my the next big thing is I would map out your funnel. So your sales funnel, what's the process that your ideal clients are going to take to get from where they are now into where they're an ideal client. And then figure out what types of ads are going to support you or support those clients as they go through the funnel. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think funnels are are a missing piece with a lot of new businesses because the um, draw to Facebook ads and something that we all wish that we could just do is post our product on Facebook and say, buy this and have everyone buy it. And it doesn't quite work that way. We kind of have to lead people to the water, so to speak, and that requires a funnel. So that makes total sense. Um, So if you're setting up your ad and you're just starting out, how do you know if that ad is successful? Like what makes a successful Facebook ad strategy? And it depends upon your goal. So I would counter that question and with another question to say, what did you want out of this ad? Mm -hmm. So if you're at the top of the funnel and you're running a video view ad, because video view ads currently generate the largest audiences at the lowest costs, you can get a video viewer for one to three cents per person into Mm -hmm. that audience. So it's a really inexpensive way to build an audience of people who've who are familiar with you because they've watched a little bit of your video. Mm-hmm. So if that's the type of ad that you're running, then I'm going to encourage you to look at the cost per video viewer. So like one cents, three cents, how much you paid for that video view. Um, you're going to want to look at your frequency. You can look at your relevance score. That'll give you an idea of how your ad measures up. 
to other similar ads, but I don't sweat it too much if the other stats look good. So if you're getting, you know, penny video viewers and your relevant score is say a six, girl, you're getting penny video viewers. (laughs) Like don't, it's not worth uh, stressing over getting a relevant score up to a seven or an eight if your ad's performing well for you and for your niche. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're running a conversion ad, which is kind of at the bottom of the funnel, so you're trying to actually sell your product, whatever that product is, then there's a couple different things you're going to want to look at. You want to see your click-through rate, but more than that, you also want to know how many people are actually letting the page load. So having the pixel on your site, you're going to be able to track not only clicks on that ad, but landing page views. Mm -hmm. So people who clicked on the ad and then waited for the page to load. And it seems so obvious, but so often that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. People click on the ad maybe on accident and then they X out real quick because it was an accident. I mean, I've done it. Yep. And now you don't want to count that click. You don't want to treat that click the same way that you would treat somebody who let the page load. So having the pixel installed allows you to really track the customer journey and you can see where people are falling off. How many page views do you have? How many add to carts? How many people are initiating checkout? And then how many people are purchasing? And from those stats, you can see where the leaks are Mm -hmm. in the funnel. If you're getting a ton of add to carts and nobody's purchasing, there's a disconnect there. So you may want to take a look at your checkout page and figure out why aren't people closing those, those purchases. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And it, it's got to be a well, well-oiled machine, you know, like um, it's not as easy as slapping up an ad that leads to the homepage of your website, for instance. Um, there's a little bit more involved. So I'm glad you talked us through some of those differences to, so that we can know what the difference between a successful ad is and what to look for, whether it's exposure or whether it's actually getting a conversion. Um. So I know that um, a lot of new businesses um, and some of my students, when they come to me, they go, Facebook's trying to get me to boost a post. Should I boost a post or what's the difference between that and like running an ad? (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the differences between just hitting that boost button and running an ad. I already know the answer, but I want to hear (laughs) your opinion as well so that I can personally feel validated. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's one of my biggest pet peeves because a boost is an ad a boost is a type of ad so it always drives me a little crazy when people are like don't boost it run an ad instead no 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 if you're spending money on the platform you are running ads so oftentimes when people say boost what they really mean is they are running an ad from the page without going into ads manager So there's two different ways that you can build an ad. You can build an ad from the page. When you go to your page, you see buttons all over the place where Facebook is like, hey, give me some money. And that's exactly what it is. It's meant for people who are new, (laughs) who don't know how to run the ads. It's a way for Facebook to try to hook them, try to generate a little money, get them used to spending money on ads. I consider it like the candy bar at the checkout aisle at the grocery store. You don't need it, you know, but it's like, here it is, two for a dollar. 
you know? Like, That's right? so good. I'm going to have to steal that analogy. <laughs> yeah. So I tell people, listen, boosting posts can be great if it's part of your strategy. You can retarget people who engage with your content, who engage with your posts. So if your funnel looks like this, if your funnel looks like boost a post with, you know, boost my blog post. Step two, retarget people who engaged with that blog post to get them to opt in for my freebie. Step three, retarget everybody who opt into my freebie to buy my product. Like that could be a funnel. And you can see how each step is a little more skin in the game. They get to know you better. They're more likely to buy. If that's your strategy, boost away. <laughs> but don't just boost a post because Facebook's telling you that that post is outperforming 80% of other posts on your page. That's not a good reason unless you have a strategy for what you're going to do with that after the fact. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I love that. Um, definitely going to have to pull some quotes from that for the, for the show notes because it's so important. It is like that candy at the, at the grocery store aisle. It looks really delicious and tasty, but unless you have some sort of plan there, it could be like empty calories. I don't know. Am I taking this too far? Right. <laughs> like you, you need to have a plan to work it off later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap up here very shortly. But I want to know if there's any final tips or tricks for Facebook ads that you can share with us today. Oh, let me try to think. Um, so I've already talked about video view ads. I feel like that's one of my best strategies right now is running video ads in order to build warm audiences. And I'm just trying to remember all the things we talked about. Pixel. I feel like my, my biggest piece of advice, my biggest tip, and you touched on it a little bit, is that we really have to approach Facebook marketing and social media marketing in general the same way we would approach any type of other social interaction. So we can't just say, hey, my name's Meg. I sell Facebook ads. I'm really good at it. What's your credit card number? <laughs> like it's not going to work. I wouldn't say that at the Chamber of Commerce that I'm a member of, and I shouldn't say it on Facebook. So it's, it's really about keeping the social aspect in social media, sharing information about yourself, making what there's a quote it's like making the the customer the hero of the story mm -hmm. so instead of highlighting what you have to offer how you serve your clients highlight those pain points highlight how you've been through the same situation and how you have a solution to that problem um you know being more personal and and being less salesy and the sales will come but people are seeing right through those blatant sales messages mm -hmm. and it's just eye rolls on the other side of the monitor. So don't be that person. You know, I would say keep it social, share more information about you, more information about why you do what you do, how your product helps people and, and try to be authentic that way and a little less salesy. I love that. Yes. I always um, relate it to dating too. Like if you wouldn't, you wouldn't go up on the first date and be like, want to bang? Like there's a, there's a little bit more of a process. I mean, unless that works for you. Some people it works, but for most of us, there's a little bit of wooing that but needs here's the to thing. happen. That might work 
in the short term, but you're not going to marry that person. Right. Oh, I love that. Long-term success. Then you've got to go at it the right way. You've got to start your courting, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you've got to start if you want that long-term success. So that's the thing. If you're just in it for like the latest gimmick or you're exploiting the newest opportunity, then sure, go ahead. Just be salesy, be slimy. I think that's what you said earlier. (laughs) Go for it. Maybe it'll work. But if you're really looking for long-term success, you want to build, you know, raving fans and audiences that are going to be loyal to you and your products, then you need to do it the right way. And it's not going to be quick. It's not really going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. So where can we find you online and how do we book your services? So I am online at megbrunson.com. That's where I host my podcast. I've got uh, blogs. I post blog content up there all the time for Facebook marketing. And I've got all my social media links and contact information and stuff there as well. Awesome. Awesome. And so um, for your, for your services, is it um, done for you or is it more of like coaching or how does that work? So I do have a, an agency. My agency is called EIEIO Marketing. And it's actually, it's a cute little name because I serve a lot of family friendly businesses, but it's also an acronym. So it stands for your Facebook, your ideal Facebook marketing strategy. And that's engage, interact, educate, influence, and optimize. Ooh, I love that. E-I-E-I-O. So E-I-E-I-O marketing is my done-for-you marketing agency. And then through Meg Brunson, I offer a mentorship program, which is kind of like coaching. And I'm working on some courses and things like that as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Meg. I'll put links to everything you shared in the show notes. I'm excited to uh, keep in touch and see um, more Facebook ad strategies from you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Me too. Thank you. See, I told you that would be awesome. And it was. So make sure you connect with Meg. Find out what she's doing. Stay connected with her by visiting the show notes and getting all the links that we talked about in this episode. Now, if you want to learn more about social media, the best place to go is our Facebook group. You can find us by searching for the Savvy Social Crew or go to SavvySocialCrew.com. I hang out in there all the time and do videos every Friday just to connect with you guys, teach you something new. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe and write a review if you like the podcast. That really helps support us. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.